0: Jess, welcome back to the Not Carrie Bradshaw podcast, where I discuss all things style, wellness, pop culture, and whatever else I feel like discussing from week to week. Thank you for joining me. If this is your first time, you may stand to be acknowledged in a really uncomfortable and awkward way like we do in a Baptist church. So, shout out to all the first time guests. Um, if you are a regular here, a, a reggie-deggie, thank you for coming back, sis or bro. I know I have a few male listeners. Thank you. Love you all. I am in such happy spirits right now, as I know a lot of Americans are. Um, I just want to be really clear, uh, since I'm you know, getting in the habit of giving you guys a mental wellness check-in, on uh, these podcast episodes, I want to be very clear. I don't think any of us think that the Biden administration is going to signal an end to racism or xenophobia or transphobia or homophobia or any of the many things that we need to work through in this country. But it does signify that we have some semblance of normalcy and I don't know about you guys, but over the past four years, I have seen what having a lack of that does to the collective consciousness and the collective well-being. Of I don't, we can't even say the country of the world. I feel like we have all just been suffering. Um, my therapist was saying that it's like we're coming out of an abusive relationship, and it's one that we that we a, a lot of us, especially as Black people, did not choose. So. Please do not discourage people from feeling joy, relief, happiness for cheering right now because it is a relief. It's not the end of all of our problems. There's a long road ahead of us. Uh, That means that we all need to be more involved in the political process. I think if Trump's administration taught us anything, it's that we've become too lax in the civic participation of our government. Um, you know, America prides itself on being like, you know, for the people, by the people, whatever. And we know that, that was some bullshit, but that is something that we need to work towards. We need to be more active participants, um, and and perform more of our civic duties and. I hope that we're all looking for ways to not only vote in local elections and to vote in you know, major ones as well, but also looking for ways that we can contribute positively to our communities. Something that I've been thinking on a lot lately is the fact that I wish that we had more of a community mindset. I wish that we thought more about how our actions impact people outside of ourselves and that's something that I really want to work towards, so I'm really looking for ways to use my platform in in ways that are more geared towards that community effort. Uh, I just signed up for a mentorship program. I've never mentored anybody before, so... <laughs> nervous because I feel like I don't know what the hell I'm doing out here I'm doing my best but you know if I can help somebody out with you know what knowledge I do have I'm looking forward to doing that and I just want to encourage you all to do that as well um obviously you know my depression has not magically gone away um anxiety has not magically gone away but I do feel a huge sigh of relief I feel like a weight has been lifted off of my chest I feel like I just sneezed in a way that I, like my sneeze went away and it finally came back like it's just like a big sigh of relief I don't know what the stunt queens on the right are about to try to pull um If that man needs to be taken out of the office, kicking and screaming, please live stream it. I don't know what the hell. I also just want to say to all of the people who are encouraging us to be super peaceful and, you know, love and blah, 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 blah. Let me say something. I'm a huge advocate of wellness, of mental health, of you know awareness and kindness and all of those things but I am not God I'm not superhuman it is not my job to love on people who hate me and who want to deny me the right to live a peaceful existence i don't owe those people shit i feel sorry for people who have folks like that in their families i imagine that it's probably really awkward to sit at dinner with folks who don't care that other people can be killed or denied their human rights sorry for you but i don't owe them people shit i don't have family like that i don't have friends like that i'm not reaching out for anybody um Absolutely not. You know what I can do as a patriot is even though those people are absolute gutter trash, I can make sure that I work towards electing officials that ensure that those people have rights as well and that's the most passive love that I can give those people and and I mean that like I'm not calling nobody to say nothing I'm not considering their feelings in defeat because they didn't consider not only did they not consider our feelings in defeat they didn't consider people's lives people's whole ass lives so fuck off with that I'm not doing that Katy Perry you can fuck off anyway that really got under my skin like girl if you don't get the hell out of here it's a huge amount of privilege to be able to say oh well now that we've done this we can start the healing bitch you go heal i'll have to heal nothing shit not in those terms my healing is internal with my therapist one to two times a week Heifer. anyway um fashion tip this week guys on a lighter note While the weather is not exactly getting cool in the way that I'm used to the weather being in New York around this time of year, the past couple of falls and winters have been like really mild, especially compared to when I first moved here. It was like a snowstorm every other day, yeah, but we're still buying winter clothing. We're still buying sweaters and knits. And I just want to give you guys a few tips that I saw on the Zoe report. I'm going to put a link to it in this episode description about how to properly take care of sweaters and knits. One thing that jumped out to me, well, two things that jumped out at me that I really you know want to help save y'all from is number one do not hang heavy knits to dry the weight will make them stretch and pull and they will not fit the way you want them to so if you wash something by hand if you wash something on cold delicate however it tells you that it's safe to wash it in a machine or again by hand dry it by laying it out flat on a towel or something um bed bath and beyond etc etc has all kinds of things that allow you to lay things out flat in a very you know classy manner i'm not gonna tell y'all what i do with mine but it is not classy but they do get laid out flat all right so the second thing that jumped out to me was that i am a huge proponent of dry cleaning i don't be taking no chances if I pay good money for something, I'm going to pay good money to maintain that thing too. So I I will send my drawers to the dry cleaners if I want to. Like honestly, <laughs> I'm joking. I wash them by hand, but still. Um, there are some like fine knit fabrics like cashmere and wool that you actually don't want to send to the dry cleaners because there are certain... Components within the chemicals that they use to dry clean that damage the fabrics. I did not know this. This explains so much because I had a beautiful merino wool, um, or is it cashmere? I can't remember. Sweater. That, it ain't been the same since. So they have some really good tips about how to properly wash those at home to maintain the integrity of the fabric. I, y'all know how I feel about sustainability in fashion. The best way that you can shop sustainably and live sustainably as a fashion enthusiast, or just as a person who wears clothes, is to wear your clothes more often, as opposed to this thing that we have where if it's been on Instagram, you can't never wear it again, and you just hide it somewhere in the back of your closet until you eventually throw it away, or you give it away. And tragically, what we're learning is that giving clothes away does not always result in them finding a home. A lot of the things that we give away still ends up in landfills. So... To be a responsible citizen, a responsible clothes wearer, wear your clothes more often, buy things that can be worn more often, take care of the things that you have so that they can be worn more often. So that's the purpose of this tip. Um, Like I said, I will put a link to that full article in this episode description so that y'all can get the tea on that so you can learn how to take care of things like peeling, um, and one of the worst things in the world to me, oh my god, I hate this so much like a pet peeve is when the uh the, the wrist like of a sweater gets stretched out. Oh I hate it. It, it oh or when it gets wet, oh my god, I cringe cringe so they have some really great tips i did not write that article but i came across it and i just felt like it would be beneficial because i want us to be able to take care of our things better so they last longer and we can again be more responsible global citizens so that's it for the fashion tip um next up i just have a few i don't know if we want to call them hot topics whatever y'all want to call them just some things that are grinding my gears some things that i have some questions about so stay tuned for that Um, This is the part of the show where I just need to get some shit off my chest and I don't know, maybe start a dialogue or at least encourage people to think about some things. So first things first, Um, I'm not going to call no names because I don't need nobody coming and looking for me or nothing like that. I am not a street bitch, whatever. You know, I'm from where I'm from, but I'm not, you know, cut from that (laughs) cloth, But something that I am beginning to wonder, um, as we're seeing so many young lives lost, um, and I don't even mean just in the media, when I think about the number of friends that my homeboys have lost to gun violence, um, compared with me now being 33 years old and seeing people who are so much younger than me um, losing their lives to things that just don't add up for me, I'm beginning to wonder if when we were coming up, I thought that we all kind of knew that some of the things that we were listening to were for entertainment purposes. Um, Maybe it was a way for the people who live that life to feel seen. Um, But I did not think that it was that the music that we listen to that people like to classify as like a glorification of violence, it never occurred to me that that was an instruction manual for some people on how they should live their lives. It never occurred to me that people would listen to that music and think that, I don't know, that that never occurred to me. I genuinely just thought that we were all listening to this music for entertainment purposes, and maybe that was really naive of me because there are people who really do live that life where it is, you know, kill or be killed. And there's just this devaluing of, of black life. And it's actually really starting to get to me because I made the tragic decision of reading some comments um, on social media after um, this person was killed very recently. And some of the really heartless things that I was seeing had me wondering, like, have we done a disservice to the younger generation? Um, Obviously, there's so much more that goes into the violence that we experience within our own communities other than music. I would never. I'm not a Republican parent, you know, um, whose kid is like, I don't know, quoting Travis Scott or some shit. I don't think that music is, you know, the... (laughs) Sole blame for these things. I think that systemically, um, there's a lot that people are up against. um, But it really makes me sad to just think that people really do not value their lives or the lives of others as much. And I'm like, okay, is it a lack of opportunity? Is it a mental health crisis? Is this the result of redlining? What exactly is this that people feel more committed to a code um, than they do to the preservation or the improvement of life? I'm just really curious about that. I'm not judging anybody. I think that all things come from somewhere. And I'm just wondering in our community where that comes from and how we combat it, especially when, if you say anything, then, you know, your life is on the line. So I don't, I really, I don't know how to, how to address that one, but it makes me really sad. And I just want everybody to be okay, bro. (laughs) Um, aside from that, I have a really, really huge issue with (laughs) the fact that we, um, seem to think that poverty is a moral failure, (laughs) I think a huge part of that is number one, in church, we're kind of taught that if you are good, God will bless you with money and riches. Um, you know, if you subscribe to the prosperity doctrine of theology. And I think that creates this mindset that if you are poor, then you did something wrong. You don't believe in God or, you know, you didn't honor what God was giving you or something like that. And so I think because we don't actually have a legitimate separation of church and state, it's really easy for people to disregard the struggles of people who live in poverty, for people who... Work for minimum wage. Minimum wage, which we've seen during this pandemic, those are the people that really hold this country up. Um, I think that making tying financial wealth to virtue makes it really easy to disregard those people and say that they're just not doing enough. Um, that's just not true. People don't aspire to poverty. The people who aspire to poverty are the people who have the privilege to have lived a life of extreme wealth and have decided that they no longer want to. I really don't know of anyone who lost everything because they wanted to. And if they did, it's because they had a whole lot to begin with. And that's just a level of privilege that most of us don't know. So when we say things like when we make judgments about the way people who use um, EBT or, you know, government assistance programs, when we make judgments about how they live their lives. You're feeding into the narrative that they are somehow responsible for not having. And of course, there are people who abuse the system. We know that. But. I don't think that enough of the, I don't think that there are enough people abusing the system to justify saying that people who need that kind of government assistance shouldn't be able to eat the foods that they wanna eat. And then I don't think that people are aware that there are food deserts. Um, one of my biggest, one of the things I'm the most confused about in this world is why Trader Joe's, who has such affordable organic foods, Why they are in neighborhoods where they have access to so many other things. I just feel like Trader Joe's should be in food deserts. Why don't they put more of them there? That is so confusing for me. But I just don't think that people have enough knowledge of the ways in which poorer people or people who, you know, don't make a whole lot of money. Um, I don't want to call everybody poor, you know, because I don't want to be like a Twitter LLC nigga, but... People who don't make a whole lot of money, who live in certain places, don't have access to the best foods. And I think that when you say, oh, they should only eat foods that are good or foods that are bad, number one, that fosters a really unhealthy relationship with food. And that is how people develop eating disorders and overeating. So we have to be careful about the way we talk about food anyway, but to police what people who use ebt cards eat is so dehumanizing and it's like people please think think before you make these statements sweetness like no because you sound in a whole lot like the people who we just beat in this election so sit your ass down read a little bit more I, too, can stand to read a little bit more. I don't even know the statistic of, you know, people who are abusing government assistance programs versus the people who are actually benefiting from them. I don't know. Maybe that's a system that needs to be reworked. But what I don't want us to do is to continue to tie virtue to financial wealth, because that's just not a thing. Um, There's a lot, obviously, against black people and people of color that even by your best efforts you're still only gonna get so far and you can be so blessed and so connected to the Lord and believe all these good things about your life and i too you know hope those things for you i hope those things for myself but i'm also able to recognize that there are some things that people are up against that Is really stopping them from being able to live their best lives or be their best selves or, you know, make a sustainable income. Like two things can be true at one time. So just extend some grace to people and work on your relationship with food like I am. It's hard, but we've, you know, been taught a lot of bad things and I'm looking to get someone on the podcast to uh, delve into that a little bit more because y'all know how I feel about wellness. And lastly... I do not want to be called a person of color. Don't call me that shit. You know why? Because black people don't get treated the same way as non-black people of color. In fact, non-black people of color feel like it's okay for them to come try to shit on us when we're being centered. So to Eva Longoria, honey, I think your apology and your retort you know, it was better than most of what I've seen. But I do believe that you meant what you said the first time when you said that Latina women were the real heroines of this election. I'm confused about... I'm not confused because I routinely talk to myself on this microphone. I routinely talk to myself when I do videos. And I sometimes slip up and say things that I don't mean. But I do want to... I'm having a hard time believing that as much as we are seeing people highlight black women especially and black cities, Detroit, Philly, Atlanta, for pushing this election where it needed to be, as much as you've seen people highlight that, why did you feel it necessary to call Latina women the real heroines? It's just like Gina Rodriguez. Anytime someone centers black people, she finds a way to center herself, to center Latinx people. Um, one of the most egregious ones was Salma Hayek years ago at one of the film festivals. I want to say Sundance, but I'm not completely sure, but Salma Hayek completely diminished Jessica Williams speaking about her, uh, experiences of being a black actress and, you know, what those roles look like and things like that. And Salma Hayek completely cut her off, was just like... You know, it's hard for all of us. Don't get into a victim mindset and baby this and baby that. Just, I really want, you know what? I think it would be great if all people of color could link up and understand that, like, fam, if there's a lynching, they're going to collect all of us. It's not going to matter that you're a white Puerto Rican or a black Puerto Rican. You're not white like the way they want you to be white they gonna lynch us all. So I just don't understand how it has not become apparent that proximity to whiteness does not save you from whiteness as a concept. White people are still striving to achieve whiteness. So I know you don't think that you are visibly black ass, not speaking to these women in particular, but to people who don't want to be you know looped in with black people and especially black americans don't nobody fuck with us even though we're constantly working on behalf of everyone i would love it if we had a world where we could partner together and and say you know we're all up against so much of the same things i less link up bad bitches link up well we can't do that because every time black people achieve something another people of color, another group of color has to come out and say, well, what about us? And why don't y'all celebrate us? And ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. I'm sorry, but I, from my vantage point, I do see black people go up for people of color, for non-black people of color. Shit, from my own perspective, I know so many people who were so excited to go and see like crazy rich Asians or Mulan or, you know, these things that are pushed as like an all Asian cast and all, you know, Latinx cast and all this, you know, I feel like we do go up for people, but I wish that non-Black people of color would understand Black people have not made it. We're still working really hard. We, it's 2020 and we're still working towards firsts. Why do we still have first anything? That's ridiculous. Like, the world is really old. Our country's been founded since 1776, and we still have a first Black this, a first Native American that, a first this, and a first that. Black people are still working really hard for ourselves. And you know why? Because you guys don't come and work hard for or with us. So why is it that when we're all really excited about the Black Panther movie that we have... People of color, non-black people of color criticizing us like, oh, well, y'all don't celebrate nobody but your own wins and where's our stuff? Sweetie, if you don't put boots on the ground and start working towards your stuff, highlighting us does not in any way take away from your opportunities. I just don't understand, like, how is it that people are looking at us as if we've made it? And I will be honest, like, when we look at the Oscars, they're only just now getting to a place where it's not just white, where at least it's black and white. And I will admit, yes, we need more diversity within the the the, the representation of people of color. I would love to see more Hispanic, more Latinx, you know, because what this election really taught us is that we look at, that group of people as a drop my mic um, as a monolith when we saw how Cuban Americans relate to America versus how Puerto Ricans <laughs> relate to America versus you know it's all these different things within that so yeah we need to have more of an actual diversity where it's not just black and white because our country is not just black and white, but what you absolutely will not do is call me a person of color as if people of color are welcoming of black Americans because you clearly are not. Whenever we do something great, whenever we're somehow centered, there's always some bitches who gonna come out the woodworks and try to put the spotlight on them. Well, you could just put the spotlight on yourself when ain't nobody even looking at us. So... I'm happy to support y'all's efforts, please support ours as well, and also understand the ways in which so many non-black people of color contribute to the way that black people are treated in this country. The very first time that I was criminalized was in my own neighborhood going to the beauty supply store, you know, going into Asian-owned stores, and I feel like these are things that we're not supposed to talk about because it's divisive, but it's true we were always we were like 12 years old being followed around beauty supply store just trying to get the latest lip gloss that shit does something to you or getting off the bus and going into into the convenience store and we're told oh no more than one or two of y'all at a time so like let if y'all want to have a conversation let's really have a conversation but please don't get up here and act like you champion us so much As a, you know, as a, well, why don't y'all do X, Y, and Z for us? Where the fuck do y'all be for us? We should all link up together. Would love to see it. Where y'all at? Stop trying to take shit away from us as if we've made it. We're still fighting. Look at the numbers. We're still fighting for people who won't fight for us. I'm fed the fuck up. Honestly. (laughs) Anywho those are my gripes and my questions for this week i promise i am still in a great space i'm still really thrilled with the results of the election i hope that it means that we're going to get to a better place um eventually i know there's a long road ahead of us i'm hoping that we can work together to make some things happen for our country as a whole and i hope that y'all are taking care of yourselves i'm honestly hoping for another lockdown because these pandemic numbers are skyrocketing so (laughs) let's get it together um and i will talk to you guys soon take care of yourselves and thank you thank you thank you for joining me and means the world so talk soon